Welcome to Fright Night. She just goes a little mad sometimes. Wolfman's got an heart. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. We have such sights to show you. Man, Jack says somebody's at the front door. Hey, everybody. What's up? Hello. Hello. Hi. I'm here. Oh, hello. Who invited you? Oh, hello. Oh, hello. Uh, yeah, that's right. Tonight we are joined by Joe Costa, who's saying, phoning it saying. in literally over there because he's literally texting while he's. I, I am. I'm yeah. uh, now. I've decided that for Lent, I'm going to text more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to. I'm going to give up I all actually social gave interaction. up actual human interactions for Lent. Yes. Yeah. That's so perfect. only a few more weeks to go, Jeebus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Joe thinks he's a big enough celebrity to just stop it. I can just come by. Yeah. Yeah. Leave. Really, I'm about to bounce and go like, get Sodi. Good. <laughs> This is how we so roll pop. here. Exactly. Get some Sony Pop. Kind of Sprite. Sprite is my favorite kind of Coke. <laughs> Mine too. Oh <laughs> my God. Oh, Neat. Dear Lord. Orange, orange is pretty oh, good. Oh, it's so it's nice to be back. Oh, it's so nice to be back with the ghouls. You. you guys have really Derailing been outputting some heavy stuff lately. Thanks, it's yeah. getting real. It is. It's gotten real since I was just hanging around yeah, talking Yeah, we crack. actually like do real podcasting. Yeah, it's amazing. I heard there's no room for my Bella Lugosi impersonations anymore. Whenever <laughs> I come no, to Ryan. I did plug his mic in. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Riverside, no Jersey is so nice. Uh, Dracula, have you met this the wolf man? time of year. The wolf man. Wolf man. <laughs> Talks to my microwave. I ripped my shirt. I, I need a new shirt. I, I turned into a hairy man. I don't heat up popcorn. What? That's a nice medal you got. It's not silver, is it? This medal was earned in the Bulgarian Foreign Legion. <laughs> America. I can't. We are redoing. We are starting. <laughs> this is the best introduction ever. No, I strongly disagree. I don't Jack- know about Bulgaria. I just know about turning into a wolf on a full moon. God, I hate you. It's so fun. Yeah, so Why in case you haven't leave? gathered, we have Joe Costal here, <laughs> arguably guest starring. Yeah. Sabotaging might be Saboteur? the better word. Underminer. Saboteur. Oh. Usurper. Usurper. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we are here to actually do something with our lives. I just want to be here for Jackie's synopsis. Welcome back to another episode with the Jersey Ghouls. Tonight we're doing something a little bit different. We're going to talk about James Gunn, but we're not going to start out with Guardians of the Galaxy 1 and 2. We're going way back to his humble beginnings. We're going to talk about Tromeo and Juliet, the horror comedy Slither, and also the video game that he co-wrote, Lollipop Chainsaw. That's right, and I guess we'll start right at the beginning with Romeo and Juliet. I mean, it's definitely different. Please don't think if you know Romeo and Juliet that you're going to watch this movie and have any idea what's going on. Or, um, or be happy in any way, shape, Yeah, I will say, and, and my first note is before I even watch it, I must remember what I'm about to watch. I'm about to watch a trauma film. Oh, God damn it! I am about to watch a trauma film. I'm, I'm pretty sure I had two in our fun <laughs> October 
Remember Did that? You really? Oh, that's right. Oh, I think yeah, I, had, I had at least one. I think I had two. Yeah. Awful. Uh, Hated so it. I, I would say that if you know Romeo and Juliet, then you kind of get the plot. We have, uh, you know, star-crossed lovers from sure. two rival homes uh, that want to be together, but no one else wants them to be together. And then there's the penis monster. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure Shakespeare wrote about the penis monster. Oh, well, yeah, yeah of course. There. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. There. there was the penis I mean, monster. I remember it. <laughs> I don't know. I just remember this. I, my initial thought was it's kind of like watching a porn, except like they really wanted to like focus on the plot, but then they focused so much on the plot that like the porn element just kind of became like Skinamax kind of porn, like softcore. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna throw down the gauntlet here, and yeah. I, I during the days I moonlight as a high school English teacher. So I've been teaching Shakespeare and particularly Romeo and Juliet for most of my career. And the f there's there's a couple of things I do want to give James Gunn, and the first one is that he does understand the source material. Mm -hmm. In fact, he understands the stuff that when I teach it, I just hope the kids don't pick up on. Like there are so many sexual innuendos. There are so many parts that are so skeevy. And for example, like in the play, Juliet's father is absolutely a creeper. Not yeah. only is he abusive, but there's undertones of him being sexually, you know, like uh, molesting them. And so in that way, I was able to be like, wow, he really understands his source material. I've been reading these plays over and over and over again, five periods a day for 10 years. So I, I know it's pathetic. And um, I know I love it, though. And um, so in that way, I give him a lot of credit. I, what I, however, any credit I'm willing to give him is soon taken away by the fact that he actually <laughs> lied to Troba and told them the entire thing was an iambic pentameter. <laughs> so I thought it was very clever that he tricked them and they were stupid enough to not know an iambic pentameter <laughs> enough to know that he was lying. Um, but the poetry, his attempts at Shakespeare make me want to cry. Like his rhyme scheme, oh Jesus Christ. I don't think he's trying to make it good though. Doesn't make it okay. <laughs> I know. I, I, a, lot of, a lot of this early stuff, I feel like, he was like, I'm going to make some of the worst crap that oh I could make God. and still have it, like, work as a movie. You know? So you think it works? I think it does work. I, I You know what? I, I, <laughs> I just find it very funny that the English teacher and the theater major were watching <laughs> Romeo and Juliet. I did enjoy that. I mean, he did use actual text from the play. Yeah, he sprinkled it in there. I mean, I felt like in the... the the few parts that he peppered it in, I actually kind of liked it because they went from because the writing got really good for those two minutes. That's <laughs> well, I just I I thought that that there was a good mix. Like I thought I enjoyed the fact that we went from you know talking about going to do meth in the bathroom, um, and then you know suddenly what light from yonder window breaks. Like I I I don't know I I ended up liking it more than I remembered. Um. And I, I did respect the fact that he played Romeo as more in love with the idea of love than in love with Juliet, because mm -hmm. I think that's such an important facet of the whole play that so many people get wrong. Like, this isn't a cute, good love story. It's kind of just pathetic. And in that way, he got that theme right, too, I think. Um, I don't know, you guys. I, I just... I, I, I think exploitation has its place. Like, to, to defend trauma for that one moment, I think that... I think it's a necessary boundary-pushing thing, but I just feel like I've seen it done so much better. Like, I've seen Grindhouse stuff with a purpose. I've seen, you know, Pink Flamingos and thought, wow, I get the art there. Like, I understand why he's doing what he's doing and why they're doing it. 
And when I see this, I'm just like, why? Like, this is not, like, the nipple piercing scene. Am I supposed to be shocked? Because I know what nipples look like. I know what getting pierced looks like. I don't need this in my life. Like, this, is, this isn't shocking or artistic. It's just fucking stupid. I think the worst scene for me in that regard was when Tromeo and Juliet had sex for the first time, oh, and God. he left his socks on. <laughs> that's that's upsetting. That's you're right. That is such a faux pas. Take your damn socks off, okay? Please, that that, that just grossed me out. That, that's horrifying. Off. That's fair. <laughs> I feel like he's kind of still the same exact person, hmm. and there's, and he still wants to write Tromeo and Juliet, but there's so many people like reining him in now. Because I feel it, I feel like echoes of Tromeo and Juliet and and other things that he's been involved in. Really? Like a lollipop chainsaw, yes, absolutely. And Slither, yes, absolutely. Yeah. There's echoes of it. I, I agree with that. I could see that, especially with Slither. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, are, that's that's yeah. true. But looking at Guardians of the Galaxy, both of those, I just don't, I, like, I well, feel like he, he cleaned up his act, and rightfully so, because he was now a mainstream I, director. Yeah, but I don't think it was him. I think it's because he was working with Disney. And Disney is probably super micromanagey. It's yeah. probably like, no, 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 you can't. That joke's a little too much. Instead yeah. of just, because it's still like the reason people like Guardians of the Galaxy is it kind of it pushes the boundaries of like the just triple A blockbuster film and kind of grounds it a little bit more with the characters and the dialogue and stuff. Yeah, and they weren't really doing that before. But like for me, what what I love about the Guardians of the Galaxy series is there's just so much fucking heart there, and that's what I see in Slither, and even in Chain- Lolly- Lollipop Chainsaw more than in Tromeo and Juliet. Like yeah. Tromeo and Juliet is to me his script was killed by the fact that it was Kaufman and the Troma gang. Like, yeah, because Kaufman you know. didn't care. Kaufman's right. like, yeah, let's yeah. do it. Let's they do wanted it. to All just right, do trauma. Monster, let's go. Right, like, right. <laughs> I'm into it. Yeah. Like, this is right up trauma's alley. Exactly. Whereas so, like, I feel no like... no one was holding him back. And then, you know, the further along he got, the more of a budget he got, the more people were like, no, 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 no. And no, maybe no, for no, the no, best, no. though. It like, is for the best. Yeah. Absolutely. Huh, it's, a, it's a good point. Yeah. yeah. And like I said, I went into it kind of like rolling my eyes because I'm, I admittedly, I'm not the biggest fan of trauma movies. But I ended up liking this more than I thought. Like I said, like I, I probably, I probably don't need to watch this movie again for a couple of years. But I think in a couple of years' time, I'll sit down and I'll, I'll watch it again. Oh I my god, no! You yeah. guys would have to tie me to a chair. Like I'm not, I, I'm not watching it yeah, again. No, I, I, I'm not watching it again. <laughs> so much, that, so much of the movie. Like there was probably like 15 to 20 minutes of that movie that I genuinely loved. That hmm. I'm like, this is awesome. Like, well, like, like what, what did you love? I don't know, just some of the, like, character interactions, some of the jokes, some of the, like, really, I, I really like Troma's, like, low-quality gore and stuff. Like, I, I find that too. stuff hilarious when, like, someone gets punched in the stomach and then they pull out just, like, some red paint and, like, probably, like, sheep's bladders and stuff. There like, is something I love that stuff. Yeah. Reusing the same car crash stock footage yes. in, like, every Troma movie. I love, yeah, no, that the, obvi- like so the obvious dummies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, love, I, that does make I me giggle. I love that stuff so much. Acting was way better than I expected in a lot of cases. <laughs> it was way better than I expected. That's Especially fair. the leads. I'm like, oh they my weren't. god, there's some believable dialogue in here. What is going on? Oh, sorry. It's true. They weren't half bad. They weren't half bad. I was like, I was expecting because every other trauma movie I've seen has been like horrendous. God, just like people that don't even know what acting is and have never done it in their lives and will never do it again after the movie is made. 
just like some random guy they pulled off the street. And it's like they got actual actors. I'm like, oh, good on you, Troma. You did it once. <laughs> One time. <laughs> I think it's because the rest of the actors in these films are low-grade po- porn stars. Mm. So, like, anybody with half a talent, like, it, it, it stands out. Pinky. It stands out. <laughs> like, yeah. suddenly it's, like, Oscar-worthy performances. Oh, my God. Everybody else is so bad in these films. I just, I don't, I, I like the things you're saying about trauma. I just, I have no respect for what they do because I think they just try to shock for the sake of shocking. And... That's that's not art to me. Like I don't know. It gets back to the whole like I feel like I'm I'm repeating myself from last episode before March Madness when I was like, I need there to be some meat in there. Like I need I I tried so hard to find something relevant and academic and it's just not there, and it makes me sad. No. Yeah, because it's Romeo. It's it's Shakespeare. There should be more. I know. They get your what hopes do you up in the Shakespeare, <laughs> yeah. but then you're like, oh, wait, it's a trauma picture. Yeah. So. Right. Like it's, so, yep. so never was there a tale of more woe than that, that of Tromeo and Juliet that turn out to be brother and sister and say, fuck it, and they get together anyway. <laughs> So and they fun. have little flipper babies. <laughs> I, oh, so the gross. fucking things at the end. Oh, oh god, I was dying. I really I was wanted dying. to take a shower. That's how like trauma made me feel. I just wanted to get in the shower and wash that fucking film off of me because I would have never watched it if That's it weren't normal. for this podcast. That's normal for trauma. Yeah, I just oh, that is not for me. So now the way you felt about Tromeo and Juliet, let's use this as a transition. <laughs> for That's how I felt oh, about see, Slither. I like Slither. I liked Slither. But let me just say, and again, how I had my little preface for, you know, I'm watching a trauma film. Here's my preface for Slither. I, I love gore. I love watching people get sawed in half and body parts getting ripped off. Uh, what I don't like, and I can use the example from Puppet Master, is the slug woman when she kind of like vomits up slugs on people. <laughs> I had to close my eyes because that just wigs me out so bad. And this movie was... An hour and 40 minutes of that. Oh, yeah. And so I I literally just have a note that says, ooh, 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 barf sounds. <laughs> I, I actually wrote yucky on my... Yeah. No, this movie made me feel super icky, just like physically, because it's just, there, it's everything is slimy, and things are coming out of mouths, and his mouth, oh, God, oh, God, Grant's mouth is so gross when it's like half monster teeth, half regular teeth, and it's... <laughs> Oh, it's so gross. I love this. I love the monster makeup. It's so gross. This is literally like 75% of the reason I love Slither is how gross it is. One thing I liked about Slither is, uh, to me, it kind of felt like a mashup of two movies I really love, which is Evil Dead 2 and Men in Black. Like, oh. I felt like it was a, ma- like, seriously, like, there was a part where, like, like I giggled to myself, and I was like, <laughs> egg suit. Eggers. Like, it did. Like, <laughs> there was, like, toward the end when, like, everybody was kind of falling apart, and Grant was getting so disfigured, and he kind of started slurring his words. I was like, dude, it's Egger. It's Egger. It is. And I, <laughs> the other thing I really enjoy about this movie, and I don't know if the credit goes to James Gunn, James Gunn, or if the credit goes to Nathan Fillion, but, like, all of his lines, like all of Nathan oh, Fillion's so lines. I, I think I scribbled on more than one occasion in my notes about how much I'm in love with Nathan Fillion. And I think my favorite line was actually from the beginning when he told the one kid to learn to eavesdrop better. <laughs> <laughs> he, I mean, it's a funny film. Like yeah. I, there it's were so really many good. points where I was like, hee hee hee. Also something I noticed, I don't know, I need to do more research on this, but I'm pretty sure if you start your movie with something hurtling through space towards the earth, I'm going to like your movie. Mm. It doesn't even need to be going towards Earth. Just if, if there's something hurtling through space 
before the movie starts, before like the title, <laughs> the title like pops up on the screen. I'm like, yeah, the thing has that. That's great. Yeah. yeah. Alien has that. That's great. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, hurtling through space. <laughs> so my my first thought was the real horror in this movie is that towns like that actually exist. Like I would fucking kill myself if I had to be surrounded by those human beings for even more than one day. And I know it's intentional, but there's real places like that. And I just want to give a shout out that we're the Jersey ghouls and not the Kentucky ghouls because Jesus, no offense, Kentucky listeners, because Jesus (laughs) fucking Christ. They make good, they make good whiskey though. I don't know. I, I wouldn't mind living in a town where my mayor called people cocksuckers. The amount of times your mayor does call people cocksuckers. You just don't know it. Multiple times. I would like a mayor that I wants to speak his mind. Wait, what's, what's his name? He's another one who's in like everything. He's from Gilmore Girls. Yes. Uh, like Gilmore yeah. Girls. Yeah, oh my is. God, he is. Yes. He played Logan's father. Wait a minute. You're not being facetious I, about loving Gilmore Girls? I've, I've seen some episodes of Gilmore uh, Girls. We have, I, I, won't, oh. I won't say I love it, but I've seen you some episodes. It. You uh, love it. I say that they blew their budget on all of the practical special effects. Oh, totally. Because the final scene when Grant explodes, that explosion CGI was crappy. Like, that was the crappiest, <laughs> like, explosion. Like, that was bad blue screen explosion. Like, you had a fucking deer fight. You had a <laughs> deer right. fight. That's right. And the explosion at the end seriously looked like green screen crap explosion. They blew all of their money on the practical effects. That's, they, I mean, that's they prob- fair. They probably <laughs> did. Well, he- I'm sorry. I mean, a lot of the enjoyment of Slither for me was it, it's in the spectacle of, of things. It's not necessarily like any one like scene. It doesn't. It, it's not the plot. It's not the acting. I'm just like, what gross, crazy stuff are they gonna do yeah. next? So like, if they if they trip on a couple of them, I'm like, okay, there's still there's still a lady filled <laughs> up with like ten thousand slugs oh, who explodes oh. when they get covered in them completely, uh-huh. and he's like oh. holding her mouth. All I kept thinking was they're gonna go up her hiney hole. Oh, <laughs> That's yeah, all I kept safe. thinking. You're not safe. When, I hope your belt when, is tight. Oh my god, when she was like kept expanding, and then suddenly her skin started oh to god. like kind of like rip apart a little bit before the big explosion and you could see all the creepy crawlies and stuff. Oh, Jackie's hiding in her shirt. (laughs) (laughs) Tryptophobia? Is that the thing with the holes and the things inside of holes? That's great that you have a fear of things inside of holes. holes. I do. What is, I'll have to look it up. There goes your social life. What happened? (laughs) I have a note that says, fuck you, not the dog. Oh, that's right, because Grant starts eating all the dogs. He eats all the dogs. Yeah, that's right. That's Um, right. So I I have a, 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 a note here about Grant and why I love him and it's because when he goes into the woods with the girl and he doesn't cheat on his wife mm-hmm. and then I'm like well oh, maybe he's not so bad after all and like there's something sweet about that relationship that I find fascinating to like I, like it really she's showing pictures of <laughs> things that go in why are you showing me this that's what I have dude I ha- I will tell you like all strawberries fair. no 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 oh I will tell you a story off air about how I can never buy oranges again because I bought oranges for the first time the other night for Chad. Ew, ew, ew. And like apparently oranges have holes in them sometimes and they had it. Oh. I literally had my stomach turning in the grocery store. It took me 10 minutes to find an orange because I had to pick up every single one and find one without holes in it. Oh my God. Oh, I love these things. Um, I, I do. I, well, first of all, I love Elizabeth Banks so much. I don't know why I just always have. But um, 
I find, yeah, I find something very cute and like naive and, and endearing about that relationship. And, mm-hmm. I, and I like that. Um, I also have the, the, um, the note that if I ever have a team to name, it's going to be the Cooters. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, and last but not least, I do think there's a really interesting. Like, I I'm always all about over analyzing aliens who penetrate. Like, I find that very interesting in a feminist perspective. And if there's one thing this film is obsessed with, it's things getting into holes. Sorry, I know that's your specific. I think I think the most upsetting part of the movie for me is when Grant like gets that girl and jabs her in the stomach with his tentacles, mm-hmm. and she's just like for like yeah. two minutes. I'm like, Ugh. that he's felt like, like he's, was... he's he's filling her up. He's filling her up with slugs. Yeah, ew. And it was ew. well, it was well shot. Like it was a good ew. scene because she was. It was so long. Ew. <laughs> it was so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Jaggy. <laughs> Um, so what else? Any other notes about Slither? I think it was hilarious. I think it was fun. I, I think it's a good step towards Guardians I'm of the Galaxy. I'm glad that you finally watched Slither. Oh, I, I've seen it before. What? Yeah, no, I, I, had, I hadn't yeah. seen it before. I'm glad that you finally I feel like watched Slither. I feel like, yeah, like, it, Tromeo and Juliet was torture for me. Slither was torture Slither for was you. was absolute torture for me. <laughs> Nothing tortures you, Nate. <laughs> no, Tromeo and Juliet was pretty torturous. It was. It was yeah. bad. Because I'm already not a fan of Romeo and Juliet. I'm like, eh. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's not. Like, let's talk. Let's talk Hamlet. Like I'll watch that Kenneth Branagh Hamlet over oh, and over again. I'm just like Billy Crystal, you're amazing. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love Macbeth, and Macbeth will always have a special place in my heart because I just love Lady Macbeth. I find her to be such a fascinating. Spot, get the fuck out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just like that. <laughs> get the fuck out, Spot. <laughs> that's that's this really is, good. That's yeah, impressive. you. I mean, you should try that out for. Yeah. Yeah. Well. <laughs> get the fuck out. <laughs> so I think I think then after the heebie-jeebies that we have all felt. <laughs> we need to move on to rainbows and glitter. And lollipops. And decapitations. And zambos. Zamb- and we are going to finally talk about Lollipop Chainsaw. Um, it came out in 2012 uh, on PS3 and Xbox 360. Um, if you haven't played this game, uh, this is a good old-fashioned hack-and-slash beat-em-up. Beat-em-up, yeah. Yeah, as yeah. Marissa said yeah. in the beginning of the episode, it is it is the poor man's Buffy. It definitely is. I mean, you know what? And I feel that way about a lot of James Gunn's writing that, like, I feel like he's Joss Whedon on Joss's kind of, like, bad day. Like, you know. Mm, that's he, fair. Because he, like, almost gets it, but it kind of falls flat. Like, he's just not yeah. quite as witty. And he does have some good one-liners, whereas Joss Whedon can, like, really pump them out. James Gunn will have one, and then, like, a couple will fall flat. And then he'll have another... So I'm going to say this. He, I think James Gunn is right. Like now that I look at all these films as like a whole, like canon, I think he rides the coattails of his amazing actors. I really do. I think that he got really lucky with Chris getting Chris Pratt. And I think like with uh, Slither, I think Nathan, oh, what's Nathan Fillion. Fillion. Thank you. Nathan Fillion. Who's like every girl who's into geeky stuff would never turn him down. Like they're just such charming, wonderful leading men. Talk that about, like Talk about penetration. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm keeping it clean. I'm keeping it clean. I gotta get that out. No, leave it in forever. Leave it. That's what she said. Everyone knows. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. Um, All right, so back to to Lollipop Chainsaw. Here's the thing about Lollipop Chainsaw. The the director of the game is very well known for being, like, ridiculously over-the-top and stupid like stupid because he's making video games that make fun of the fact the video games are so dumb 
most of his video games are about how dumb video games are <laughs> because he made one really smart video game that's like a the David Lynch film of video games mm. and it's like it's too much mm. it's like I don't even know what's happening in this game and he's made other ones like that too but as soon as he started getting money and stuff he wasn't able to do that so he just started making like subversive like like yeah this is a great video game but isn't this fucking stupid yeah. isn't this fucking stupid yeah and 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 I think it's a very feminist film, like I, feminist game. Yeah, yeah, because like I think it's there's she's very empowered and she's fun and she um, has a potty mouth which I like, mm-hmm. and I love the dynamic between she and like sh- her, her boyfriend, man. like that she carries him crying around. the whole time, like I'm know, just a head, just I let know. me die, Juliet. And she's I think like, it's hysterical. No. No. I think she has all the power but that But it's also hilarious because every time he talks, it's like upskirt shot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's very, it's just clever. I thought, I thought it was a, a clever plot. And the, my one gripe is that the game feels very redundant. I think we, we spoke mm-hmm. to this. Yeah. Like it just feels repetitive and well, I feel like I'd get bored quick. That's another, that's another Suda thing that once mm. he started um, getting the money in, he, he kind of backed, he kind of backed. No, it's not. I don't think it's that he was lazy. I think he kind of took a backseat at that point. Because he'd done the stuff that he made... Okay, so he made a wrestling game back in the day where the ending of the game is <laughs> your your rival kills, like, a family member or something of yours, and you commit suicide, and it's a wrestling game. Dias like, Machina. <laughs> what? Like, I don't know how he got another game after that. Oh it was so crazy. That's it's like, depressing. It's like, it's like someone who's supposed to be like Ric Flair, like kills like your girlfriend or something. Sounds like a lifetime sister. movie. And then and then you're so distraught at the end of the game, you kill yourself. And it's a wrestling game, like pro wrestling. Really? Yes. Oh my God, that's it's, amazing. I want to play that it's game. It's a fire pro wrestling game. I can't remember which one it is, but yeah. That guy's bonkers, and I love him so much. And everyone go play Killer 7 and be confused with me. <laughs> um, any, any other notes on... Uh... I just have that this this is... There are uh, certain video games that uh, I like to categorize as, as Jackie games. And more often <laughs> they're not. They're like 2D side-scrollers. Like Luigi's Mansion? Is... Or Sticky Ball? Or Sticky Ball. I was going to say, there are a few kind of... <laughs> <laughs> That's totally a joke. We played game. Friday the 13th for two minutes, and she was like, I would rather just watch YouTube yeah, videos than this. Like, I was it's, not it's pretty, it. I liked it. I thought it was cool. It's like you have a lot of, it's a lot of technique and like strategy, but J- Jackie was like, I'm done. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah now there, there are certain games that are Jackie games, and this is absolutely one of them. Uh, this, is, this is one that aesthetically, it's very fun. It's comic booky. It's colorful. It's bright. It's rainbows and unicorns. And it's got an amazing soundtrack too. Yeah, it it's is. It's got an amazing soundtrack. It really it's does. Really good. And I just, I really, I, as as Marissa had said about the potty mouth, I really enjoy. What was it? It's like one of the first bosses is the uh, the punk rock zombie, mm-hmm. and he calls her like a vanilla slut, and like <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like, like a zombie hunter. Like you basic. Yeah, zombie hunter slut. <laughs> I know. And I think I like the playful, like the playfulness of her not taking yeah. any shit from any of them. I, I enjoy, uh, I mean, it, like I said, it, it is a repetitive, it, the gameplay is repetitive. Yeah. I was um, there are, there's like the a lot scenes. of mini games in it that mm-hmm. are kind of unnecessary, but yeah. like knowing that like the guy made it, that the, the, the developer of the game kind of was just like, you know. Kind of I don't know if they were that. No. But no. But, but like, I just felt like the mini games really didn't. 
Like I want to hear you filler. both keep going. Well, they, they seem filler. The, the problem is that um, he used to work at Capcom, and he got fired from Capcom, and then he's just been begging people for money. And the people that you beg for money to make a video game, they don't give you a lot of money. So probably what happened was they only had, like, X amount of dollars to develop the game, so they got, like, the basic structure, they made the boss, like, they did all the really important stuff first, and they're like, well, how can we spice this up a little bit? And then, oh, money's gone. Okay. So that's why you have, like, sense. the same mini game like, three times in a row at one point, and you're like, oh, this, this again? I don't want to do this. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Like, there's one point where you get in a giant combine, and you're just running over zombies. You have to kill, like, a hundred of them. So you're just running over them in this giant farm equipment, like, thrusher thing. But then they do it again, like, 20 minutes later in the game. I'm like, I just, I already did this. You it's get, like, well, now you got to kill 300. I'm like, but Zomb- why? Zombie basketball. Zombie baseball. <laughs> yeah. Well, they don't play out the baseball, at least. They only do that yeah. one time. But the basketball, they do twice, yeah. too. And yeah. it's like, you don't need to do this. Like, you can find other ways. But... I mean, as someone that plays a lot of like action beat 'em up games, I didn't find the mechanics that bad. Mm. Yeah, there's some there's some uh, action beat 'em up games where you get really tired of playing it in the first hour. In this game, I was interested in playing it just because of like the flashiness and like when you decapitate a zombie, like rainbow blood is spilling out. Of it the was yeah, it was when like you, pretty you, in that way. When you go into ultra mode, it starts going like, "Hey, Mickey, you're so fun." Yes, I loved that. And I'm like, yes, kill them all. Me too. So, it gets you so hyped. That would be yeah. my soundtrack too. Like so many of her, I'd be like, I would play that at my zombie. Um, true. Full disclosure, I didn't play the game. I watched like videos of it, and I have to say, it's like my my first endeavor into watching. I know you guys both are seasoned in this, but I enjoyed watching like the like watching video games. It was surprisingly mm-hmm. more fun than I thought it was going to be. Like I watched almost the entire thing, and it was cool. And yeah, I loved all the music and all that stuff. But so I can't att- I can't say much to the quality of the game itself, but. It's a pretty good game. Yeah, it's a pretty it's good, good game. Fun, it's I enjoyed it's it. better than I remembered it. I remember getting hmm. really frustrated with the with the combat back then, but I think that was before I played much like Dark Souls. Mm. And the and the combat <laughs> the combat in Lollipop Chainsaw is really animation heavy. So once you start attacking, mm-hmm. the entire animation has to play out before you can like dodge out of the way yeah. or hit a different button, like you're kinda stuck. And that stuff used to really bother me, but I'm kind of used to it now. Hmm, that's so. fair. And the more you play, I mean, you can level up your weapons, and mm-hmm. you can get, you know, sexy outfits, and, you know, you can... <laughs> I was good. No, I'm good about it. I'm good. It's, no, I mean, you have to, you know, give props to the technology of, you know, video game boob jiggles. So obviously, yeah, <laughs> I know that's what you're in it for, Jackie. <laughs> you know, I have to bring this home. That's I gotta all back to the boobies. I gotta bring it all back, all to, back the to the boobies. It's how, it's how we do it here. Fuck it, it's a really fun game. <laughs> yeah, you know what? And you know, based on reviews, I feel like it was very middle of the road. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I saw some. You know, some people love it, some people hate it. I think in general, like it was a, just a very middle of the road reviews. Um, I think your enjoyment of it comes a lot from how much you like the the source material and, and the characters and stuff mm-hmm. they made and the whole aesthetic of it because as far as like the game goes, there's not too much to it. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun though. It's it's a good fun time. Um, if you're gonna be one of those people that wants to sit down and play a game from start to finish, you're not gonna have to pull like you know. It's like it's, it's, it's like, like five, five hours yeah. or something. It's, it's, it's not very yeah, long. Yeah, you're not have to be pulling an all nighter to play this game from start to finish. So it's a quick game. It's a fun game. It's visually pleasing. And you could probably get it for under ten dollars now if you wanted to. You can get it for fourteen ninety nine from your local GameStop. Hashtag not sponsored. 
Right. <laughs> Hashtag yeah. call us for a sponsorship. Yeah. <laughs> Sponsor uh, game. Yeah, no, I picked mine up because um, I realized I'm like, I have that game. I can play it. No, wait, that was your copy that I played. I lent it to yeah. you. <laughs> so I no, I went out to uh, I went out to GameStop and I picked mine up for 15 bucks. Nice. Um so two things I didn't know as we ease our way into the end. He wrote the script for the remake of Dawn of the Dead, which I happen mm-hmm. to love. And he wrote the Belko experiment, which I feel like is a great evolution for him in horror. That movie was pretty damn good. I don't know if you guys saw it. I have not seen it. What? <laughs> Watch the Belko experiment. The, the name it's on Netflix. Really yeah, familiar. And it's it's fucking good. It's, it's and fun. it's it's cool. Like it's a cool concept and it's well done. It's not so like I'm really it's like kind that, of it's pumped. like that Chinese room experiment where like yes. two criminals are locked up and they're like, well, you can go free if you read out the other person. But the best play is always just rat out the other person. Mm-hmm. And that's the best play every time. Yeah. Because if you don't, and they do, you're dead. Yeah. You're going to the electric chair. Well, but if you do, yeah. and they do, then at the very least, you'll cancel out. If not, you might kill the other guy, and then you get to go free. Depressing, though. Like, it was whole, so there's depressing. There's a whole game about it called Virtue's Last Reward, which yeah. is just about a whole bunch of people that are trapped in this unwinnable situation. And the only way they can get through it is if they all trust each other explicitly and don't try to do anything underhanded and they can't do it because at a certain point like your paranoia and stuff starts eating away at you and Thank you're you. like well someone else is going to do it first so I better do it first yeah, yeah yeah and and I like it I really recommend that movie though it's good it's good stuff so that's the evolution of James Gunn like so many other awesome people he got his start in horror so fuck you world horror rocks hashtag get out at the Oscars I right think, I think it's good that James Gunn is so like outspoken and ridiculous and tries to go over the top so much and because it's a good starting point to start chiseling away at yes because you want that stuff in there you just don't want Tromeo and Juliet where it's <laughs> The entire movie is just the weird, gross stuff that you're, like, not comfortable with. You need, like, little bits of it sprinkled throughout your movie, and it'll be great. But too much James Gunn's too too much of a bad thing. <laughs> That's perfect. Yep, I agree. It's like cumin. Don't put too much in it. Yeah, just, just a <laughs> dabble just, do, yeah. Just a dabble do, <laughs> So don't forget to check us out on social media. You can search Jersey Ghouls and find us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. You can also find our podcast on SoundCloud and iTunes. And you can check out our website, jerseyghouls.com. All right. Peace out. Bye. listening to the Geekscape Network.